On this episode of the Hit It Here podcast, we're going to be talking about a few roster moves the Mariners may be making either today or tomorrow, as well as some ump shows in Seattle, a tough few games versus the New York Yankees. And this is episode 10 of the Hit It Here podcast. Joe, 10 episodes. How are you feeling? I feel good about this 10th episode, man. I'm feeling good. I, w- I wish the games have gone better against New York, but we'll we'll get to there soon. How are you feeling about episode 10 and, you know? The, the, the Jared Kelnick episode? I feel pretty good. I feel like this one will hit. Somebody will finally click on this one. Let's I go. feel it in my bones. Let's go. So you already talked about it a little bit, but the first few games against the New York Yankees, obviously we had Bryce Miller and Logan Gilbert both get shelled. The Aaron Judge yeah. show showed up in the biggest way possible. A couple of 10-run games given up by the Mariners pitching staff, one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. What do you think went wrong for the first two games against the Yankees? Hmm. I don't... I don't know. That's that's a tough. I, there's not just one answer. I know a lot of people were calling for Scott to pull Bryce Miller about two, three, four batters before, and I agree that kind of just throwing him into the wolves would, might not have been the best thing. But I don't think he's taking it any negative way. I think he's already made comments like I'm already moving past it. I thought I was you know throwing my stuff. I just missed some spots. They hit the ball and it fell and. Voila, eight runs. His ERA ballooned. The magic is over for Bryce Miller. It was bound to happen. Maybe not at that scale, you know, not that level of explosion. But Bryce Miller wasn't going to be perfect forever. And I'm not mad that it happened against the Yankees and Aaron Judge, the literal god of baseball right now. Second game, in terms of pitching, I was a little... I didn't see the the Gino boot, the miss, maybe the, the close strike three call to judge that then allowed the inning to continue. The one that I was just just taken aback by, the fact that Volpe hit where he hit his home run from. I, right? I, thought, I thought it was a pretty decent pitch. You know, it's a little bender, you know, front door, low. And he just happened to get around it, get his barrel to it, and blasted it, made it a six-run ball game, and chased Gilbert pretty early. I don't think it's necessarily a bad pitch. He probably wanted it a little bit lower, which, had it been, he swings over it, and crisis averted, it's no longer a six-run game at that point. I just felt like, you know, they're they're not hitting their spots, I think, as well as they were, and you played the athletics for four games you played the pirates who have been scuffling their last like 20 games in total the yankees are a legit ball club they're playing really good baseball right now as well even with you know some injuries to their main guys this is a test and right now we're not necessarily passing as well as we would have wanted yeah and i mean bryce miller he just could not hit his spots in his outing i know people are mad about scott not pulling him i'm not i don't know i'm kind of indifferent about it because at one point he's got to struggle at some point and i understand that he kind of got left out there to dry and scott could have pulled him and put in chris flexen to give chris flexen at least some reason to be on this roster yes it'll probably all change in a couple of days anyway when flexing gets dfa'd we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes but i don't know i also don't hate the idea of letting bryce miller go out there and see if he can work it out give him his first real test obviously it's the first time he struggled at the big league level let's see what he can do at the big league level his game plan he strayed a little bit away from throwing mainly just a fastball. I think he threw only 50% fastballs in the mm-hmm. start against the Yankees compared to like the 80% he threw against the Braves, for example. And his and his velo was down. Which yeah, he was sitting well in the first me. inning. It was fine. I feel like he was mm-hmm. sitting 97, 98, and he was dotting 
and umpire was wearing, you know, a mask over his eyes. Didn't want to call strikes. It was very depressing. So maybe at that point he's just trying to locate more with his velocity right. going down. I don't, you know, I'm not Bryce Miller. Shocking. I know. If I'm him and I'm not getting those calls, I'm probably going to try and slow it down a little bit, try and locate a little bit more. But then you're facing, you know, the Bronx Bombers. He left a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. I think it was supposed to be middle in, maybe a little, like, high and inside. Left it just middle and out of the plate, and that got smacked mm-hmm. hard. Like, I was like, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. His game plan, he definitely strayed away from it, I think, once he kind of got in some trouble. And I think it'll be interesting, too, to see how he bounces back in his next start, right? It, yeah. It's one of those things where this isn't just a test of one game. This is going to be a test for the next couple outings. Because if he gets shell-shocked and then, you know, doesn't have it after this for the next one or two, that starts to beg more questions about the longevity, if you will. I'm not necessarily super worried about something like that quite yet. I would probably wait another, like, one or two starts, but it is just something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, and, I mean, his next start will be against the best offensive team in all of baseball right now in the Texas Rangers. So Mm -hmm. that should be fun. In terms of the blown calls by the umpires there, uh, I'm going to force you to put up the screen graphic of the ump cards, ump scorecards for that game for Bryce Miller. Just that first, like, inning or so just disgusts me. I mean – you're right. It forced him into the middle of the zone. It forced him to fight his mechanics a little bit and probably somewhat attributed to his lack of velocity and his lack of command later in the game. So, again, I'm not too worried about Bryce Miller. I'm not worried about Logan Gilbert. At this point, we have now seen all of the pitchers have a bad start. Yeah. Bryce Miller was kind of the last guy who we were like, okay, he hasn't. Or, and, and I guess George Kirby until he had the game against the Pirates. Yeah. Bryce Miller was the last guy to have a blow-up game so we've seen okay these guys are human obviously best pitching staff in pretty much all of baseball i know the athletic put out an article about that and ever since then the Mariners have gotten shelled so you know shout out ken rosenthal i don't even know if he's the one that made that big but jinx. shout out the athletic thanks guys yeah the umpires terrible and it oh. hasn't it cb buckner hasn't even been behind the plate yet he it's, will be today on it's horrendous so I, bad i know the guy in last night's game I think it was his second time ever behind home plate. I don't know his name. I saw the tweet, and I was like, oh, that, that adds up. That makes sense. There have been some good umpire crews, I feel like. There's, you know, the few and far between where they're like, oh, they're doing a good job. This one, I just feel like they're trying to control the game. And you, you put in the notes, ump shows. It's Major League Baseball, not Major League umpiring, right? Did you did you see the John Boy breakdown of what Tom Murphy said? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so... I could read his lips plain as day. Yeah, as soon as so, as soon as the camera stayed on him, I'm like, oh, he's getting tossed. Well, the fact that, that the umpire tossed him after saying that about C.B. Buckner, which, by the way, is widely known. C.B. Buckner is garbage at yeah. umpiring. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact of life. I mean, the amount of calls that he has missed just in this series, there was the Kalnick um, the steal. stolen base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. He missed another play at first base in yesterday's game with Ty France missing the tag, although, sh- albeit, obviously, the runner didn't touch first base at all at first either, but nonetheless. Ty France should be a car salesman because he sold me. I was like, oh, he tagged Greg Allen 100%. And I was watching the replay. I was like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, and so Murphy getting run within the first, like, five seconds of him telling C.B. Buckner just how bad he is at his job. Mm-hmm. And then service getting run, telling whoever that hell that umpire was how and bad nobody. he was his job within the first five seconds. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, I understand that it's like your second game behind the plate, but 
I'm not here to see you. You're going to be replaced by robots next year, and I could care less about what you do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I The umpiring this year, we've talked about how bad it's been, and maybe it's been better, and we're just harping on something that's actually not there because it's just the easy it's just the easy cop out to harp on scapegoat but i don't know it's been pretty atrocious and allegedly for the wednesday game the last game against the new york yankees we'll have cd buckner behind the plate and by golly there's a reason why angel hernandez has not been behind the plate very much at all this year if at all i don't even know if he's actually umped a game behind the plate so far i don't know yet i I cannot tell you buckner is going to be he's up there He's up there with C- with, with with Angel Hernandez. Who would you rather have behind home plate, CB Buckner or Laz Diaz? I'd rather have my blind cousin back there, who literally called a ball on me when I swung at the pitch because he is legally blind. Nick, if you're listening, I love you. Hearts. Oh, that's great. That's that's a great <laughs> anecdote to include. Yeah, Thank it's you. just I don't know, man. I the zones. I feel like have just been kind of inconsistent as well for the majority of the year, but let alone just in this series. And I don't know. I made a tweet probably within the first inning of the first game that the Yankees paid the umps. I was just, yep. I'm ready. I'm fired up. I'm ready to just, you know, call it now. Like I see it. Don't care. Full stop. It's just, it's against us the entire time. And it, it might not be, but that's just how it feels right now. And it's probably because we're getting down by the Yankees. So a little, a little bit of copium. Needless is, I mean, like you said earlier, the Yankees have been good lately. So mm-hmm. getting dicked down by the Yankees isn't that surprising, but it does kind of seem like maybe they threw a few juice balls in there in this batch. They were like, whoops, <laughs> oh. They were like, you know, you know, you know, think about the Powerpuff Girls, like, intro, right? You know. Sugar, the, the spice, pour and all everything nice. And, oops, I accidentally poured in a bunch of freaking juice balls. Yeah, Aaron oh. Judge is going to hit 60 home runs again. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be... 20 behind what Pete Alonso hits this year. So. Yeah, it's dude. Dude is just really good at baseball. There, it's hard, man. It's hard seeing him just tee off. I feel bad for AL East teams having to play Judge so much, mm-hmm. and I get that people probably feel that same way about us having to face Otani and Trout. And Alvarez, I would, yeah. I would rather face. I I would keep Aaron Judge away from me. In the mm-hmm. last, you know, the last two count, like two calendar baseball seasons, Aaron Judge is on my no, like no, I don't want him here. Dude is a menace. And eventually, maybe the Mariners will have a guy like that, like Julio Rodriguez, who's been playing really well. God, what a good segue, Colton. Thank you, Colton. AL Player of the Week, that, mind you. That well done. True. Julio's been good. He's been really good. Did he have another multi-hit game in Tuesday's game? Did he have a couple hits? I don't even know if he got a hit. He reached on an error. Um, oh, I don't know if he right, got hit. right. I think his his hit streak, six multi hit games in a row, ended. Yeah, he went zero for five, two Ks. Mm, shame. All right, well, never mind. Forget I said that. Yeah, Julio terrible. still has been great. Yeah. He's been he's really good. Now. Obviously, he's been hitting the ball really, really hard, and we've seen a few bombs out of Julio. And he's also, like you said, with the six multi hit games in a row, I think that's the record, right, for the Mariners. Or did that tie the record? Yes. All right. I, tell, good. I can so. tell you guys he's leading the team in home runs in May with five. Let's go. Starting to pick back up. He's tied with JK for the lead for the whole team. But in May alone, he's definitely turned it up. Yeah. And I, I mean, 
realistically the whole team has turned it up in May, which has been really nice to see, which we'll get into a little bit here as we uh, get close to the end of the podcast, talking about how May went for the Mariners. But having Julio be Julio is what is going to take this team to the next level. Do you think he should stay in the three spot? I know we've talked about this a little bit, but... You know, on my on my way home from work today, I, I was thinking about a Thai France grounded in a double play for whatever reason. And it had me wondering about what a lineup shift might look like because Ty has been he hasn't been bad he's definitely been pretty good three hits, he, he, three yeah. hits on tuesday yeah right i'll you know i'll be at there sometimes a little like jam shots off the you know handle of the bat but ty gets the job done with that being said i might be inclined to moving julio to the two spot but then this, where's Ty France hit? Does he hit three? But then this is that just creates the same problem we kind of had before, where Julio was leading off, Ty France is batting second, grounded into double play machine, go. So then where does Ty go? Does he get moved down? You can't really move him down because the guys behind him aren't necessarily hitting overly well that much better than him. So I don't know. I, the only place I would move Julio is up one to the two spot. Yeah, I think JP has a lock on that leadoff spot right now. He's been so good since he's been up there. And before mm-hmm. Shrim, we talked about the possibility of, you know, maybe, hey, JP Crawford All-Star? Uh, if, he, if he keeps playing like he has been, I think there's an outside shot that JP Crawford is an All-Star in 2023. I, I was looking at sortable stats on MLB.com. By position, mm-hmm. American League, OPS. I think JP's fourth right now. For shortstops, mm-hmm. qualified the, batters, right? In the in the AL, in the American League, yeah. I want to say Wander Franco, Jeremy Pena, and probably Bo Bichette were in front of him. Mm. I don't think it's that order though, because Bo leads the league, or all of them will be in hits. Can't remember which one, or he was at some point. He's having a good year, so he's fourth. Hometown, you know. Realistically, you could see those numbers getting his All Star votes getting juiced up a little bit. And that's a great thing because it's starting today at noon. So you guys make sure you get your freaking votes in mm-hmm. every single day until the end of time or until voting ends. But all the Mariners in your spots, but JP's got to be in there. I think he'd be, if there's one guy that was like, yeah, other than Jared Kelnick, JP, I feel like has earned it for, for us so far. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we're already at the time where all-star voting starts. And obviously this first round, is based on fan voting and then it'll go to like tiebreakers and whatnot, all that good stuff. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, these are the guys who are on the cusp vote for them. This is a good chance for the Mariners fans to show, Hey, we're, you know, we're behind this team and the game's finally coming back to Seattle. Mm -hmm. I think voting for JP and all the guys, I mean, you know, throw Colton Wong in there. Why not? Don't throw Jose Caballero in there. He was terrible. Oh my God. He was so bad in Tuesday's game. I would have rather seen Colton Wong up there. It's true. I, I so believe you. Know you. Who else? You know who else was really bad? Who else, who else was just freaking terrible? I mean, a lot of people were pretty bad. Sam Haggerty. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what he they're doing. So terrible. Which is why the Mariners need to make some roster moves, baby. I'm thinking, okay? We don't necessarily know about Dylan Moore. The rumor was he was going to be back during this homestand. Homestand ends today. He was at T-Mobile today, no? No, he was uh, he put well he might have been but he played in the Rainiers game tonight or Tuesday night. Oh, okay. Went 0 for 5. Okay. He's hitting 211 down there. But the fact of the matter is he got back into a game, which is good, but mm-hmm. he had a little bit of a setback. Um 
a few days ago, I think, where he just felt general soreness, which is good. I mean, it's not like he, he didn't feel like, you know, oh, my oblique is ripped in half. I or... need to be shut down again. Level. Yeah. It's just soreness, so. which is, I think you're saying is normal for getting back mm -hmm. into, you know, playing shape. Right. So I don't necessarily know if that pushes him back a few days. So like maybe we see him, you know, at the end of the Rangers series yeah. or something like that. Andres Munoz, however, said that he was going to be probably only needing two to three outings. Yeah. And he pitched uh, He pitched on Tuesday down in Tacoma, and he threw an inning, struck out two on 19 pitches. Mm -hmm. So he looks like he was sitting 98, 99, yeah. and then he was mainly throwing sliders. I, yeah, I don't so. remember if it was Shannon Dreher or someone. I just saw something that said Dylan Moore was in T-Mobile Park, blah, blah, blah. He won't be, you know, with the team as part of, like, the, the roster, but will be in Arlington is what I thought mm. I saw. So if I'm right, yeah. I'll put that on screen right now. If that's changed, then what you're saying, a little bit of a setback, maybe a couple games. But I think I think it was foolish to have Sam Haggerty in this game tonight i get or in last night's game i get that it's a lefty you want to play the matchups but and you know you're, the, there was a you're supposed to get jared a day off against the lefty sure it makes sense he banged his head against the wall really hard i was worried yeah me too dude i was like that kind of looked like he just broke his freaking neck yeah and so it makes sense to give him a day off there i don't know who i would have rather seen but sam Haggerty at the dh was not was not it chief not it. I'm not sure if there is a there is a person at DH that I would feel worse about than Samuel Haggerty. Yeah, it's just it just hasn't worked out this year for him, and I I, yeah. I, I feel bad because you want it to work out, but it's just not, and it's the same situation with like Colton Wong. It's just not working out in certain situations. So what do you do? And you're just waiting on Dylan Moore to come back. So I hope it's for i hope it's for the series in texas yeah i would agree with that i think i mean haggerty we've talked about this before haggerty's the guy that's going to go down the interesting move that was made was darren mccacken of course coming up for 110 110 throwing a couple innings so they were like hey you know go back down to tacoma I mean, they might have even sent him to double a nah, i'm not sure he, he got option to tacoma did he go to tacoma and yeah. then mccacken came through three or four innings in that second game of the series so i would assume before the yankees game he's gonna go back down i would not be shocked because they're not going to use him, of course. I would McCacken, not be shocked yeah, no. to just say, screw it, bring up Munoz. He looked good in his one rehab outing. Just bring him up. Yeah. And maybe. call it a day. He's back. It's possible. Otherwise, maybe they, I don't know. It could be a similar situation with, like, when they were playing, what was it, the Guardians? When they brought up McCacken, sent him down, brought up Bukowskis, sent him down. I wouldn't be surprised if McCacken goes down and we see O'Reilly O'Brien. Or something like that. Just to be in the pen for a game, mm -hmm. just in case you know, it goes haywire because I don't think they had Gilbert leaving after, was it four innings? Something like that, right? yeah. I don't think they had that penciled in and make their bullpen even more stretched out. They used Gott and Saucedo, which I thought was interesting. I, I don't know why they didn't just go straight to McCacken unless they were trying to get to, like, say, the seventh inning, and there was like, all right, ride it out till the end of the game kind of a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. With those roster moves being said no i you know i haven't and correct me if i'm wrong i haven't seen much about pen murphy recently has he really gotten into any games i i don't know like i'm genuinely asking next question all right joe how do you feel 
about the Mariners signing a couple of interesting pieces. I wouldn't call them impact, but Adam Engel and Pedro Severino have both signed with the Seattle Mariners over the past few days on minor league deals. How do we feel about those deals? And do you think they ever play any sort of impact role for the Mariners in the near future? Barring injury, knock on wood. No, probably not. It's, I feel like it's, it is just organization depth at this mm-hmm. point. Adam Engel is, I think, you know, five years removed from where I'd say he could be potentially impact piece at the major league level, but I I really just haven't seen him. I, I saw the name, and I was like, this is the name. This happened. Sure. I don't, we, our outfield is just too stacked, or, like, it's just too crowded, right? So I don't really see it happening. For Severino, I mean, he's catcher. So I think that is where his value lies is like if Cal's neck starts, you know, getting a little tight, they're not giving him enough neck massages. Tom gets suspended because he fights CB Buckner. Then therein lies where Pedro Severino comes into play and we utilize him for to catch a couple games because Lord knows we don't want Cooper Hummel back there. And Harry Ford's not ready yet. So for a little bit of context here, in 2022, mm-hmm. Adam Angle hit 224, 269, 310 with a 64 OPS plus. And how many at bats? Um, uh, 260. Oh. In 2021, in 140 at bats, he hit 252, 336, 496 with 123 OPS plus. So he wasn't bad okay. per se in 2021, albeit it's a few at bats. So, yeah. like you said, he's a guy that I. <sighs> Obviously, bats right, throws right. He's 31 years old. Maybe he is insurance if AJ Pollock just doesn't work out, right? And I don't, it's not good insurance. Or maybe, let's say Taylor Trammell, they just want to send him down, get him right, have him play every day. They bring up Angle to be that fifth, like, emergency outfielder. But at that point, yeah. maybe Dylan Moore's back, so you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Pedro Severino, he's depth. I mean, I don't really remember the last time Pedro Severino was ever anything more than depth, to be honest with you. In 2022, okay, well, he only had 21 at-bats. In 2021, he had 419 at-bats. He had 248, 308, 383 with an 88 OPS+. plus. He's only had an OPS plus above 100 once in his career, and that was in 2016 and just 34 plate appearances. So That 2021 season, is that with the Pirates? Where's he at? Baltimore. Baltimore was he ever with the Pirates? Nope. Maybe I'm thinking of Pedro Alvarez. Those are vastly different people. Very different <laughs> people, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't think either guy is going to play any sort of role for this team, barring an injury. I think there are plenty of people ahead of them. Yeah. I know that for Angle, Marlowe hasn't been that great, but Dylan Moore is a guy who can come up. And let's say you want to send Taylor Jamel down. Dylan Moore is your fifth outfielder at that point. Yeah. If I had to pick out of the, you know, kind of cluster of outfielders there, that would be, quote unquote, the fifth outfielder. Angles at the bottom of the list behind Haggerty, behind Trammell. And, you know, Pollock and Moore would be in front of them. But, yeah, I would still put Angle at the bottom of that list. And I would still, I think I would put Brian O'Keefe above above Pedro Severino for sure. And I mean, honestly, I might even put Hummel above Pedro. Yeah, I was, I was kind of just kidding about Hummel's. It's mainly just his catching ability that I was kind of clowning yeah. on. But yeah, I would put Hummel as a talent over Severino for sure. 
And so you obviously talked about like Tom Murphy possibly getting suspended for fighting C.B. Buckner, who's going to be the umpire behind the plate in the final game of the Yankees series with Clark Schmidt versus our boy George Kirby. Obviously, George had a bad start against the Pirates where, again, you know, the guy from the Powerpuff Girls accidentally mixed in a few extra juice balls. And um, what do you what do you think about that with Buckner behind the plate, Kirby on the mound? How are we feeling? I mean, Kirby is a master of control. You know, he's got he's got his zone and where he likes to throw, and he's not scared to kind of get inside on some peeps. But I don't know. I'd be it'll be interesting to see kind of where Buckner's zone forms. You know, you can kind of see trends on those umpire scorecards where oh, this is a Las Diaz zone. This is a you know so and so zone. I, I, I don't remember what Buckner's looks like, but I want to say there's always like a hole in it somewhere where like it shifts to the other side if that makes sense so i'll be curious to kind of see how george kind of dances around that whether or not they adapt to it early on i will say i have a question kind of Mm. a question and comment yes so they asked george about his start and what he's gonna kind of like look back on blah blah blah. he goes i never watch any of my starts back i just whatever i don't was that was that a real quote do you know i personally never saw it Okay, because I saw it, and he just said, like, yeah, I just move move on to the next one. I don't watch any of my starts back to see, like, what went wrong. Hmm. It's kind of just like a clean slate, which I thought was interesting. Like, an interesting way to go about your role, if that makes sense. Like, sure, the, you know, the, the, the pitching staff and, you know, the coaching staff will be like, hey, don't throw your fastball down the middle of the plate, smile. It's catching too much plate. And then George, like... Yes, and then he throws it high and inside, low and you know he's starting to like go to the edges, but I don't know if that's true. Do you, like, I I don't know. Like, would you be worried about George in the start against the Yankees if he just got you know shelled by the Pirates and he's like not gonna necessarily worry about what happened? He's just gonna be like, yeah, I'm just kind of on to the next one. Um, I mean, based on the Yankees' offense the first two games, I would say yeah, but I'd be worried about anyone up there. Sure. So, just with how good the Yankees' offense have looked. Overall, I mean, George will be fine. Some of the some of the home runs that were hit off of him in that game, they were just fluke home runs, man. Like, they weren't bad spots. Yeah. The, uh... And so... <laughs> yeah, that Brian one Reynolds was, one was That was Reynolds, hilarious. yeah. It was like 18 feet above the zone, and he stood on his wads of cash that he got from the Pirates and hit it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... You can say everything you want about what, 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 what's been happening in Seattle during this homestand in terms of balls flying out of the park all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, I think George will pitch with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's pissed off. He's going to be pissed off yeah. about, about this whole thing. He's going to be mad that he got shelled by another, you know, C team. The pirates. Okay. You know, was, I, yeah. I, it, you, t- you know, it, it did take me a second. I will be honest with you. It, it was the battle of the seamen. I think that Kirby's going to pitch with a chip on his shoulder. I'll be interested to see how he attacks Judge because obviously George Kirby will throw everything in the kitchen sink at you with how many different pitches he has. Whereas with Miller, we were like, okay, how's he going to attack Judge? He's got his fastball. He's got like 18 different sliders. Yeah. What's he going to use? But realistically, you knew. It's either going to be that slider or that fastball for Bryce Miller. Kirby, you have no idea what he's going to He might throw a knuckleball. Who knows? Just to really mix it up. And so if anybody can dice up the Yankees and put them kind of in their place after giving up 20 runs in two games, I think it's George Kirby. 
So it's gonna I'm have not, to be. <laughs> I'm not worried about. It. Yeah, exactly. It has to be George Kirby because if not, oh boy, by the time the Mariners are flying to Texas, the bullpen is gonna be running on fumes. Yes, I will. Before we before we move on, I found it. It's a Seattle Times article by Adam Jude, mm. and the you know first bit of this article just talks about the start against the Pirates and then says, even after good starts, Kirby said he doesn't bother to go back and review his performances and then, quote, I definitely won't be watching this one. That's for damn sure, end quote, <laughs> is what Kirby said. So, yeah, just kind of like reinforcing that. I think that could be good for him in this situation. It kind of puts his mind on a clean slate. And you're talking about, you know, the final game in New York, then we fly to Texas. This final game in New York, even if it's a loss... And I don't want it to be. But even if it's a loss, we still went over 500 on the homestand at the end of the day. And even if it's a loss, the Mariners were still really, really good in May. Mm -hmm. They won, I think, what, five or six more games they did last year in May. And the Mariners won the playoffs last year. I'm just saying. Am I, yeah. saying, am I, am I saying there's going to be a 14-game winning streak in there? Yes. Probably not. Oh. Texas is not going to be easy to start off June. They're a very good hitting ball club. We already saw that once. Mm -hmm. Although, honestly, the Mariners pitching kind of held Texas down. It was in Seattle, though. I feel like Texas plays better at home. True, but we just saw how well the ball flew in Seattle this week. So maybe, yeah. you know, a little juju, a little, little, there's a little something going on there. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting few games because obviously it'll be – so we have Kirby going against the Yankees. Then we'll have Castillo. Marco. So I think it'll be Castillo, Marco, and Miller, yeah? Mm -hmm. Should be. And then a day off, and then two games against the Padres, and then a day off. So we play yeah. 10 games in a row and then get three days off within a seven-day span. Thanks, Thanks. MLB Scheduling. <laughs> yeah, really, really awesome. Really oh, cool of them. Very the cool. The dumbest schedule I've ever seen. So I was looking. Okay, I, I have a gripe. We're in the deep end. I have a great. Oh, okay, okay. I was looking at the schedule earlier. To, I think it was on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a series, a four-game series. So the Mariners just randomly fly to L.A. to play the Angels. And they come back. They're, they're at home. They're like, ah, let's go to L.A. No no days off? Go to Disneyland. I don't know. But sure. the fact that it's a four-game road trip, it's one series. Yeah. Like, what's That's the point? stupid. At least go and play the Dodgers. Yeah, knock him out while you're down there. Why are we leaving for four days only to come back to Seattle? I'd be pissed. <laughs> I mean, you get to go to LA. Yeah, you get to go play the Los Angeles Angels at Disneyland. I can go ride the Dumbo ride. That's it. That was my gripe. That's, honestly, it's a pretty fair gripe. Thank you. I'll let you have that one. Appreciate that. Yeah. You know what else we appreciate? What's that? You guys watching this episode of the Hit It Here podcast. Thank you for enjoying this for 10 whole episodes. We're just going to keep going, baby. Watch this video on the screen right now. I don't know what it is, but click it. Appreciate you. Goodbye.